everybody, welcome to episode 268 of the Bite Me Podcast. You've got uh, me here today, uh, Cliff, and uh, we got Colby here today, but he's really sick. So the good news is you'll really be able to tell the difference between me and Colby today. Colby's the one that sounds like he's dying. Say, hey. there you go. There's Colby. He's just going to sniffle in the mic the whole time. <laughs> I, he doesn't say a single word. Just there's n- there's nothing in the background. Nothing I like more than when I go to edit the podcast and one of the tracks I'm like, go to remove noise. And it's just like. I'm like that's I'm sorry Cliff I do coke <laughs> it's all good anyway Dylan's here too say hey Dylan hey Dylan today is Dylan's got a great hat that says cat dad on it and I love it a lot my sister got it for me that's a good Let's sister I like it um, today is going to be a very very good podcast I'm actually quite excited to talk about uh, news but before we get to news we're going to talk about uh, what we've been playing I actually beat three games this week which is or I guess maybe not this week, but since we last talked, I beat three games, which is not not super common for me, but they were all very good, and I'm excited to talk about them. Uh, we've got some some news. Um, unless you've been living under a rock for, uh, you know, this, let's say, yeah, if, and, you know, these people are going to be listening to this on Thursday, so Microsoft, mm. Microsoft broke some minor news this morning. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> is this about the Kinect? It's about the Kinect. The funny thing is, is when I was writing the show notes for this, um, up until that Microsoft news came out, I was like, this is actually going to be a real PlayStation central, like, like centric podcast. We're going to talk about PlayStation a lot. Um, and we still are, but like nothing that I'm going to say about PlayStation matters at all anymore. So eh, whatever. Uh, but PlayStation might be embracing backwards compatibility. Like they sure dropped that nutshell <laughs> or bombshell the wrong week. Uh, PS games are, are the reason PlayStation games are coming to PC is because uh, essentially their studios wouldn't stop bugging people about it. So that's a good trend, I think. Um, and if you can't get a PS5, would you like a PS4 instead? That apparently is Sony's strategy to not uh, having enough systems out. Uh, almost 40 employers have qu- employees have quote-unquote left Blizzard in the uh, you know this this is also something we can talk about I, I don't I don't even know that it's foreshadowing uh, humble bundle will no longer be supporting Mac or Linux which kind of sucks um, because they've been really pretty known for that like you'll still be able to buy Mac and Linux games from their store but the way the actual humble bundle is going to be working you will not any longer which is kind of dumb um, if you make a new PC or I guess buy a new PC, it probably won't be able to play 4K Blu-rays, which is also kind of dumb. Um, like maybe maybe people don't watch movies on their their play, their laptops and and computers. But I'm gonna be honest and say that this laptop's two weeks old. I don't even know if it has a CD drive. Well, I mean, like I mean, mine like, does. Literally, only- I don't know if it does. I, I don't think it does. Maybe they maybe that's not a thing anymore. Maybe this isn't as big of a deal as I think it is. Like. But I, I to me, like it strikes me as like college student. Maybe college students only stream shit. Maybe this doesn't matter yeah, at all. I, and I like literally this. I just realized this does not have any sort of CD drive. All right, we're gonna skip this news. If you buy an 11th or 12th gen, uh, you know, Intel chip, it won't play 4K Blu-rays because of DRM. So mm-hmm. that's the news. That's that's all. That's all. Okay. Of it. So maybe no one cares. Uh, and Riot will literally pay you to quit. Um, Can I which, quit? Uh, do you work at Riot? No, I play. Uh, I play a Riot game though. Can I? If I stop playing it, how much are they paying you now? I think I'm paying them occasionally. So if you quit, Dylan, you'll actually kind of save money. So yes, maybe. 
I'm not sure. Anyway, we, we got t- questions from uh, Triple Trouble, Princess Megan, Monotone Screaming, Man Socks, Rich, Prime Fan, and Joe Coleslaw. And uh, some not... There's, there's, a, there's a free game on Epic this week. I don't know. It sounds kind of all right. Kind of kind of in the, the realm of a lot of other games I'm playing. So that might be okay. Um, a bunch of games from Game Pass, including uh, one that Colby liked enough that he actually bought it for me for my birthday. So... Um, neither Talk of us, for myself. yeah, neither of us benefit from this, unfortunately, but maybe you will, uh, and, uh, a humble bundle as well. So we've got, today is packed. We got a lot to talk about, so we're going to get into it. Um, Colby's just been playing Anvil. Do you want to, do you want to talk any more about Anvil, Cole? Uh, I played a lot of Anvil. Um, I think I put another 40 hours into it, like, I don't know, the last five days. Dang. Because I have not felt like doing anything but sitting on a chair and playing Anvil. And that's about it. And since my wife has felt like doing nothing but sitting on a couch and sleeping for, I don't know, 12 hours of the day, it worked out well. Interesting. Yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds about, about perfect. Um, Colby did show me one thing earlier that I think we should pass on to the rest of you. Uh, one of the rich, actually, who, who helps us with our website, was asking for some tips. And Colby's like, if you search for Anvil coupon codes, which is... A, a phrase that I don't think I would have ever occurred to me to search for. <laughs> the the people who make Anvil are not native speaking. Uh, like, they don't speak English natively. Fair. It's, I believe, South Korean company. And uh, so right. sometimes I think it gets lost. Lost in translation. Yeah. Uh, if you search for Anvil coupon codes, there are actually coupon. I mean, and by coupons, I mean just codes um, that you can put into the game and get free, uh, like, unlock uh the the in-game currency crons yeah which gives you access to players different breakers yeah different breakers in the game so you know like search search for i'm still it's weird every time i say it anvil coupon code and uh and there's stuff we actually posted one today on our discord so if you go to bitemepodcast.com slash discord you can hop into our discord and see it too the way i found out about that is on the when you pause it it's like coupon codes i'm like what the hell is a coupon code (laughs) So I literally Google search like Anvil coupon code, <laughs> and and lo and behold, there. And now awesome. you're breaking this fantastic story. Yeah, super yeah. weird. But you know, whatever. It's a good game. I I I actually I did not play it with Colby this weekend because I was very 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 into the games I was playing. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. You want to talk about Wild Rift anymore, Dylan? Anything new? Not really. Um, it's still wild and rifty. Yeah, I still enjoy it quite a bit. I've definitely probably not played a mobile game this much. Um, I was going to say, you've been playing it for, what, five or six weeks now? Yeah, I mean, I think the, they're, they just announced, I think, a new the new patch. So a new nice. character will be added. I think it'll there will be a new wild pass. Um, <laughs> which is fine, because actually, at the rate I'm playing it, it actually makes sense. Like, sure. um, you kind of unlock all the goodies. It seems to be reasonably attainable um unlike other ones that i felt like you really had to grind through um, yeah, 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 and just yeah. like just like every other game there's a paid tier and a non-paid tier and it's like that's bucks. nice it's like five bucks or something which is like that's pretty good you end up getting a new like character skin at the end um and some other things and currencies and all the doodly bobs and whatever um so I think it's a pretty fairly implemented one um, yeah. that doesn't feel too, I don't know, abusive. That's awesome. <laughs> because um, I definitely 
have felt that other way when I I was like, oh, I'll try to grind out this battle. I was like, no. And then it's like, by the time I'm done, I'm like, I'm never playing this game again. Um, rather than, because I, I, I got burnt out trying to to finish that that pass or whatever. Yeah. But this one, I like, I finished it and I was like still playing the game afterwards. Like That's awesome. Um, for a couple weeks by the time I was done. Um, there's also like, I don't know if it's weekly or bi-weekly or monthly, like events. And that's kind of like a group of challenges, like play this many games or win this many games. And then you kind of check off boxes. And so it's kind of like a, an event pass kind of thing. So there's usually that going on alongside of like your wild pass. So there's a lot of little unlockable things that don't really, they're all cosmetic or like the currency that you unlock new um, champions with and stuff, which another note on that for again, people that may be interested in this um, and the other stuff, not just like the game itself is fun, but the rate at which I'm earning the in-game currency seems reasonable to like unlock new champions without purchasing them with real money nice um of course like you're not gonna unlock them all very quickly that's just not gonna happen um you're also not gonna play all of the champions you're probably gonna play a couple um so finding out what those are and spending your currency wisely and then maybe saving up i like to like save up enough for two or three and then think about oh who do i want to unlock and then unlock a couple ones that i might want to learn kind of thing so yeah um because i know in league of legends the the pricing structure of the champions was different um where like new ones were more of the currency and the older ones were less and if you really wanted to you had to play a lot to unlock and i think that's where they obviously make their money right is people buying um putting money into the game buying the champions or whatever um but this one they're all the same um they're all the same price of end game currency or whatever um and you you earn it at a fairly good rate if you play a few games every day or whatever and again the games are 20 minutes so you could play three games in an hour and feel like i'm i'm making progress um so that's cool that's really cool yeah, Glad you're liking been, it, man. I've been playing with a friend a lot too, so we'll we'll jump on and play like three games together, and um, that's pretty cool. I also heard they're reintroducing voice chat, um, which is actually kind of nice because my friend just like calls me on my phone <laughs> that I'm playing on, so I like have it on speakerphone, so it just um, we're like actually able to communicate a little bit, um, which definitely helps in yeah. playing any game, but. It sounds like um, they're testing it in the Americas first, um, re-testing the voice chat. And the voice chat is only for pre-made teams, I think. So I don't think it's just going to be random strangers screaming at each other from the sounds of what I read in the patch notes. um, So that's good, too. Um, Not that there's a lot of... uh, There would definitely be more... uh, trolling in that kind of environment yeah. versus the texting because it, it you don't really have time to stop what you're doing and open up the chat keyboard and type in some long-winded aggravated uh i don't know stupid stuff s- to spew at your teammate who's doing terribly um it just doesn't happen that often um so 
shockingly, usually what I find is, is that person uh, takes the time to uh, type something out, tell you how bad you're doing, and then like screws up because they're typing. It used right. to happen. Used to happen all the time in Rocket League. In Rocket League, you got to think about it. Like, didn't have a like. There's no keyboard. You're on an Xbox, so they had to like literally like pick and choose out the letters. You're like, what is that dude doing? Just sitting over right. there in the corner, and then I get some like racial yeah. slur thrown at me. I'm like, oh, cool, right. thanks, bud. Which is, I mean, it is so strange, and that's so true because I've definitely played games where it's like the guy's like, can we just forfeit already? Next game, next game. Come on, can we? Can we just like forfeit? It's like, why are you spending so much time? Because a, we're not losing that bad. Two, yeah. it's one team fight away from us being able to win. Like, if you just get a big stop and, like, ace the other team. Yep. Like, we can easily win. And then we will. Like, we end up, like, end up winning. And you're like, why Why did you yeah. even yeah. Why to me, you go down that road? I don't know. It, that used to, I mean, same thing. Like, it happened in, in Rocket League all the time where you'd be down, like, by, like, two goals with three minutes left. I'm like, dude, I've scored two goals in 30 Four seconds. seconds. Yeah, right. Like, it, this game's not over yet and then they'd like forfeit 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 and then just leave and leave me with a bot i'm like okay yeah sometimes yeah sometimes it's like yeah forfeit move on to the next game like but i mean most of the time it's not that one-sided like just play the game play it out i mean even in wild rift 20 minutes like it's 20 minutes like right and then the number of games that i've been in where my team starts a forfeit vote Mm mm-hmm and narrowly misses and I've won is like 80% of the time. Yeah. Like mm, overwhelming majority of games my team wants to forfeit, we end up winning. And it's like, I don't even know what to say to that. Um, To me, it's one of those things where like, like, don't you enjoy the spectacle of of comeback victories? Like, don't you? That's that's the whole point of the game is to be down and then win, not just stomp them into oblivion for 15 minutes. Like... Like, that's fun, too. I Don't get me wrong. I want to just crush you also. But. Yeah. I guess I guess to me, too, I, it seemed like there was always something to be learned from playing. You know, like, you, you learn new strategies. You learn new, you know, you get better at things even in losing. You know, I, Right. I, I would you, rather play the game out and try to come back because you might get really close. Yeah. And, yeah, you, you end up learning something through that versus just quitting because you suck i just can't imagine like they're like an nfl game like i don't know we were down at the half and right. uh, let's call forfeit. it <laughs> we, we just called yeah. it and we went home i'm like man i do i pay for the nfl package that seems like a, a doesn't seem real smart I don't, I don't know i don't know whatever uh all right i'm gonna talk about uh, a couple games that unfortunately colby has already talked about all of them Woo. um but man i want to talk about them again because i spoiler enjoyed... alert he spoiled your games gosh they're so good um, so I think I talked a little bit about Superliminal last week, and I'm not going to do a lot of talking about it this week except to say that I beat it, and it's very, very good. Like, the ending of that game is uh, absolutely not what I expected, but the, the interesting thing I will say about Superliminal, I only realized this today, is that Superliminal is the first game that I've played entirely all the way through streaming, so I never installed that game on my Xbox. I uh, I just was streaming it via xCloud, and... Not not as a, like, hey, this is an experiment, not as a whatever. It was literally, I started streaming it from xCloud and um, because I wasn't sure if I, I would like it or not. And played it for like a couple hours and it played fine. And I just never bothered to install it. I mean, it wouldn't have been a big deal. I can't imagine that game's more than like two, three no, gigs. I probably could have installed it in 20 minutes. But there was literally no reason to. Um 
and so that was that was interesting. I mean, that game's it's not long, but it's probably what three, four, five hours long, Colin. Yeah, yeah, about three to four, I think. Yeah, and so you know, entirely streamed from XCloud, and it worked great. Um, super great game too. Like it's on Game Pass and is absolutely worth playing if you like puzzle games that kind of make you think about things in a very, very different way. So that was good. Um, the other game I beat this week is called Stories Untold. Um, this was one Colby got me for, actually the, both these next two games are ones that Colby got me for my birthday or Christmas or both, I, I don't remember. Christmas. Yeah. Um, they're both made by the same company. It's a, it's a company called No Code and they both share kind of a... I'm going to say like kind of not 90s aesthetic, but 90s kind of gameplay where you're you're not really controlling a a person character for the most part in these games. Um, like in in Stories Untold, you are playing as people, but you're you're very except for a very short part of it, not like in a first person camera. You're interacting with with tools essentially. So Stories Untold is. Almost impossible to talk about without spoiling it, um, which is a shame because the story is like not only shockingly good, but kind of a, a bit of a slow burn. So it's it's presented in four different um, stories, episodes. episodes, yeah. And the first episode is you playing a essentially like a text based um, game from like the. 80s on a, an old computer in your family's vacation house that you've stopped by um, after uh, to to I think after in theory after you've been overseas I believe like you went to college yeah. somewhere and, and you came back and you're hanging out at your your parents guest house and it's it's this great um, experience where you know you haven't been here in a while and you have all these great memories about being in this house it was where your family always did you know all these things and but your dad says hey you know I, I found your old computer I left it upstairs in your room. Um, and so you, you start playing this game and uh, it starts getting really spooky and really creepy and um, goes from a very like, oh, this is such a nice thing to like all of a sudden you're playing a horror game or you, you're in a horror game. Again, I don't want to spoil it too much, um, but it gets real spooky. And then that that chapter ends and you're like oh okay well that was that was interesting um and it kind of i originally thought it was just kind of like vignettes yeah and that's what i thought too is it, it kind of wraps itself up and you're like wow that was spooky and like maybe maybe the story didn't resolve itself as much as i would have liked it to but it resolves itself and then in the second one your um oh shoot do you remember what the second one is the third one's the the you're, you're green trying one. to yeah, the the second one is when you're trying to open up the alien capsule. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's like you're you're looking at essentially so the first one like all of these are almost like a single screen. So the first one is you are looking at a computer and you are choosing options from a computer, you know, look at, you know, go through door, look at kitchen, you know, kind of stuff. Um it's all just your only interaction with the game is choosing different options. And then the second one is you're you're kind of in front of this this huge array of like technical bits like you know one's that some there's an x-ray machine and like this big weird like capsule thing in the middle um, like a big container in the middle and um different you know video cameras and stuff and essentially you're being walked through doing an experiment by what you think is probably two scientists on like an alien that they've found 
And, and so, you know, first of all, you, you like try and like, you know, you like jumpstart it with some electricity and, you know, get its heart beating. And eventually you're doing some really strange things like drilling into it with, you know, drills and, it, it turns, it gets real weird and, and alien and strange. And, and then that one ends and you're like, well, that was kind of, that was kind of weird. But like, I'm, I'm into this entire thing and I like how the gameplay works. And then the third one, you're in a, like a, essentially like a shack in Greenland. Um, and you're having to. You're in the thing. Y- yeah. Yeah. Which I've never seen. So I'm just going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And in the third one, the third vignette, you're in the shack in Greenland and you're having to like, you're, you're talking to a couple of other people that are also in shacks in the same area you're in. And a lot of it has to do with like, in, you know, you get num- like a number code from a radio and then you have to put that code in on a certain frequency on the radio on the right band. And then you use like a microfilm machine to like decode the message and you give that message to someone else. And you start wondering what's kind of going on because it, it really looks like you're doing some some weird stuff that is, you know, maybe not great. And then all of a sudden there's something on the roof of your building and everyone starts panicking. You've got to go walk around and do all this stuff. And, and then that one ends and you're like, okay, well that was, that was kind of weird. And then, so I only played the first three and then I had to stop. And, and I'm like, Colby, does, does the fourth one kind of like wrap up what's going on? And he's like, oh yeah, the fourth one wraps everything up. And I can't tell you a single thing about the fourth one because it ruins all all the rest of the story, but it's, it's brilliant. Like the way they tell the story. And like I said, there's, there's almost no interaction with like, you're not really, like I said, in the, in the third story, you do walk around a little bit, but it's very short. You're like outside your building for like five minutes and everything else is done by just interacting with different screens on a, you know, like, Hey, you're clicking a button and telling it to take an x-ray. You're choosing to look, you know, at the kitchen in a text-based video game. You're, you know, controlling a, a microfilm thing with your your buttons to look at different things. It, there's almost no interaction with the screen in the way you would in any modern video game. Um, it's very reminiscent of games from like the early '80s, but with modern graphics. Um, and it's it's almost like it's probably the closest I've ever been to playing something that probably also could have been a movie. Um, in an extremely surreal way, but gave you um, way more. It's not like like old school, like interactive movie video games. Um, like you have more control over what's going on, but at the same time, it is linear. Like there is really probably only one outcome to to the story yeah. itself. Um, but you you're given kind of the illusion of control in the game. Um, and both of these games, like I, I say it all the time, is I want games with like a thing, like a bit, something unique, something interesting that knows when to stop. Um, and both of these games were perfect. Stories Untold is like maybe three hours long, maybe, probably it's closer about, to yeah. two. Two and a half, yeah. three. And so it's a game you could absolutely play in one setting. And in fact, I think I would actually recommend you play it in one sitting. Um, and it, it, it like... It just knows that you probably don't want to do any of these things longer than the amount of time you did them, but you probably want to do them for exactly as long as you did. Um, like my only real complaint about it is there was two different parts of the game where I was actually doing the right thing and they weren't registering. There were things that I was supposed to click on and was just 
slightly off from where they wanted me to be. And so it, yeah. it made me kind of wander around a little bit. And I kind of wonder if they're both PC games that were migrated, not migrated, um, ported. ported over to the Xbox. And I wonder if they play better on the PC. Um, but still shockingly good. Stories Untold's great. And it's like, what, 10 bucks, call? Yeah, absolutely. He said yes, but he's muted. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Real quick, uh, Observation is also $10 currently um, on sale on Xbox. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm not going to go into as much detail on Observation, but it is equally as good. Um, and again, like five or six hours long, and with the exception of one sequence in the middle, knows exactly what it's doing. Like the pacing is perfect. The story is that perfect. That first like 10 oh, minutes of that game. So good. So good. Um, it, it and again, it's presented in a really unique way. So you're on, um, essentially this the International Space Station, but this takes place um, four years in the future from now. So technology is a little bit better. Um, space station is a little bit bigger. You know, so on and so forth. And you kind of wake up. Um, well, here's the thing: is is you you you're not you're not a person in this game. You're an AI on the space station. Um, that's in charge of like your name's Sam, and it's really like systems and maintenance. You're not even like an AI that flies a spaceship. Yeah. You're like an AI that like makes sure that all the doors are closed. Like like you're you're literally like a slightly smarter Alexa. <laughs> you know, like people can talk to you and they can kind of tell you to do things like open that door and you can do that. Um, and so the the one the living person on the spaceship wakes up and and like kind of initializes you um and the way you interact with the game is like 80% of the time via cameras in every room on the the spaceship so each room has like three cameras and via that camera you can like zoom in and like say essentially like Bluetooth connect to a laptop and get information off of it or connect to like a service panel on the wall and open doors or close doors. Um, so essentially it's a, a, a story told via your interaction with the people on the spaceship via cameras and like a little like a little movable robot that you can like zap yourself into, but that robot doesn't have, it doesn't have like arms or anything. It's just no. like a little, I mean, it's like a, a Roomba that because it's in space can float, you know, it's got a camera on it. Um, and like the story is very, very interesting and very, very supernatural and very, very cool. And you absolutely will never see the ending coming at all. Um, the story is just terrific. And like I said, the only thing that was really, I really didn't like about it is there's a, a section where you go out into space, um, and very, very, very quickly become disoriented because it's like 3d, you know, six direction space and everything looks identical out there. They're like, Hey, go, go to this capsule. I'm like, well, all the capsules look identical. It's just a giant space station made up of capsules that look the same. And that was tricky. But besides that, like, the story is spectacular. Um, the the interface is, I mean, if I'd never played Stories Untold, I would have said like, wow, just the most unique thing I've ever done. But like Observation is just a different, you know, version of how Stories Untold work. Um, and it's, I mean, they're, I wish that they'd come out this year so I could give them game of the year for this year. <laughs> You know, like it's, it's both of them made by like, not this year, but game of the year list last I year. I mean, you, you could, 
you could spend like 20, 25 bucks right now, go grab both of those games, play both of them, like observation, like it's, you know, like I said, five or six hours long. So could you play that in a day? Yeah, it's a long day though. Um, but like play observation at a weekend and play stories untold, like play stories untold Friday night and then play observation Saturday and Sunday, beat both of them. And man, you, you can, it's, it's pretty much as good as it gets right now. Like those games are, are both like very, very, very close to perfect. Um, if you like, like if you like puzzle games, um, although the puzzles in both of them are not hard. Like there's nothing, no. there's nothing difficult about them um, for the most part. Like I, I would say observation. I, I used a guide a little bit, um, but mostly it was just because I like got disoriented and I didn't really quite know where I was supposed to go. And I played um, probably two of the six hours of it on my phone without audio. So I was just reading subtitles, which doesn't always work perfectly. So, but, but the reason I did it was because I was so into that game that I really, really needed to see what happened next. Like I got, I got about a half hour from the end yesterday and I was like, oh no, I, <laughs> I need to know what happens next. I got up early today to beat it before work because I needed to know what happened. So good games, really good games. Yep. Uh, all right. Patreon. Uh, Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons to uh, make this podcast possible and let us buy things like software and website hosting and that kind of stuff. Uh, the $10 patron, uh, we call them our uh, producer-level patrons because they uh, – I think that's what producers do, like give you money for your, your TV show. Is that is that – is that what a producer does call? Like, yeah. Dylan Dylan nodded his head, and Dylan has okay. gone to film school, so he would yeah, know. Yeah, I think that's man. all they I, mean. I, I, was, I was wondering why you were asking me. Yeah. Like, you watch a lot a of movies. There's a fancy way to say that you spent money on this. <laughs> anyway, big shout out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and Rich Deacon. Um, we really appreciate uh, your support and, and support from all of our patrons. You can become a patron by going to bitemepodcast.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. Just flip those two things around any way you want. Um, just put a dot .com in the middle. You'll be good to go. And, uh, and you can hook us up. We got a one, three, five, one, three, seven, and $10 thing i'm gonna fix that someday I, i've been busy you know how it is i got like a month and a half of school left i gotta get that done uh extra life we actually i think have a bigger team for extra life now in 2022 than we did in 2021 i think we're up to like five or six people on it already so uh big shout out to all you fine folks we're gonna have a great time come this fall you can go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life to sign up for our team now dylan is holding a giant cat. That cat is so cute. I, I love it more than just about anything in this world. I wish you all had video so you could see Gus right now. He jumped right up on my desk. That's adorable. Do you wanna do you wanna help us get into this next section, sir? News. All right. So about eight o'clock this morning, maybe seven thirty. And I was after I was done playing conservation, so it was probably like eight fifteen. Colby sent me a, a Facebook message. And uh, I don't remember exactly what it said. It was it was it was kind of a, a bit of a like I, I think it was a, a bit of an understatement. Um, <laughs> he he sent me this thing and said that um seems huge, and and what he sent me was a link to an article. It was an unsolicited pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Actually, I apologize. The first thing he sent me was a screenshot of a tweet, and it just said "what." <laughs> and the tweet says, "Today is a historic moment. We are excited to announce that the world-renowned franchises and talented people at 
Blizzard and Activision's terrible Twitter handle will be joining Team Xbox. And he said that to me, and I'm like, that's got to be fake, right? Well, when I first read it, I'm like, oh, cool. They're like partnering. <laughs> that's what I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, oh cool partnership. We're going to see something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, because didn't they Blizzard just partner comes with to Game Pass Ubisoft? kind of thing? Or yeah, something. yeah, you're know, right. Like... They did just pi- partner with Ubisoft to do some, some, some. Well, I think like uh, Ubisoft's streaming thing is going to be coming yeah. to uh, Game Pass like next year. Or like, oh, BattleNet will come to you know, yeah. like Xbox. And he said that to me, and the first thing I did was like, "Nah, that's gonna be fake, right? Like that can't." I mean, it's from the official <laughs> Xbox account, <laughs> and that's what I did. I'm like. He just sent me a screenshot. Maybe, maybe that's fake, but it does. It really does look like it's from the X, the official Xbox. Link. And then about thirty seconds later, he sent me an Xbox Wire um, article that you know is welcoming the incredible teams and legendary franchises of Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming. So, I guess what we're saying is is that Microsoft, I guess, just woke up on a Tuesday and was like, "Dude, you want to buy by Blizzard and Activision?" Hey, did anyone? We got a lot of money, like. Should we spend yeah, it? Like, I mean, I have $69 billion that is just burning a hole in my pocket. I don't know what to do with it. Maybe maybe we'll just buy some of the biggest video game franchises ever um, just today. You know, I mean, like, why not? And, I mean, that's what they did. And, I mean, I can't – I literally can't explain – what a big deal this is. Like, not only is it like the biggest video game deal ever made. I mean, by we, you know, we talked about the biggest one of all time up until today, two weeks, two weeks ago. ago when, when take two bought Zynga and that was $12.7 billion. So this is five times that ish. Um, I mean, there is, this is like 16 star Wars. It's, it's, it's almost, yeah, like 16 star Wars. Um, the biggest acquisition, um, that Microsoft has ever done prior to this was only $26 billion when they bought LinkedIn. Um, like this is, this is huge. It is probably, my wife was like, is it really this big of a deal? I'm like, this, this could remake the video game industry. Um, it could change everything. Um, just as a, just as a, a small part, what they now own, I mean, now own, and by that I mean, you know, pending approval from, you know, like the SEC and, and that kind of stuff. They own, obviously, Overwatch. They own Diablo. They, they own Call of Duty, which is probably the best-selling video game that comes out every year. Um, and has been has for, be, right? yeah, I mean, it's, it's in the top three. It's always in the top yeah. 10. Yeah. Um, they own world of Warcraft, which if it's not the biggest MMO on the planet, now it's the second biggest MMO on the planet. Like it, it, and uh, final fantasy 14 kind of right. battle it out, but still 8 million subscribers or so every year paying 15 bu- or every month paying 15 bucks. So not bad. Don't forget about Diablo immortal Diablo immortal coming out soon. Um, they own candy crush, which. I mean, that, that was my favorite part of the image yeah. was you saw Diablo, Overwatch, Warcraft and Candy Crush. But I mean, you can't I bet you I bet that Candy Crush makes more money oh, than to. anything else that I've mentioned. They already. spent <laughs> way less money making that game and it probably made more money. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's what I, I looked into it. Uh, Activision bought Candy Crush for seven billion dollars. Right. Not long ago. So, no, right. yeah. 
Um, so that they know are, what lengths people will go to for their Candy Crush. Absolutely. Cliff and I specifically well, know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I well, I was talking to Cliff. I mean, much of the reason why Farmville, you know, was bought for twelve billion dollars isn't because people love Farmville. It's for the data. And Candy Crush is a hundred percent the same yeah. way. But at the same time, like. too, like it's got it's got a user base. Like it, uh-huh. you know, people. I mean, Dylan and I have a friend who plays Candy Crush a lot, and by a lot, I mean she bought an iPad specifically because she wanted to be able to play Candy Crush bigger. Like that's right. you know that's the level of of you know. Didn't Adam also? Adam has spent Crush? a lot of Candy Crush, and he spent a non insignificant money playing Candy Crush. So, you know, I mean, when you whenever you hear those um, statistics that you know, like fifty percent of gamers are women, you go like, really? Are you sure? Because like, I don't know. I mean, I know I know a lot of women that play any. games. <laughs> um, you know, but that that doesn't seem like fifty percent. That seems high. It's because of games like Candy Crush um, that really bump that that number up, and and I mean those people who are gamers just like I mean Candy Crush is not like not a game. It's absolutely a game. Their skill, I've played it. It's not easy, and when you get into those like hundreds of high levels, like it's hard. So I mean, like I will say, like my wife, the last game she played was like. Frogger. Yeah, she talks fondly of Frogger and River Raid, but like I don't know, half the time when I look over, she's playing Best Fiends uh-huh. on her phone. Yeah, yeah, it's it's they're they're very much the the gamers that you don't think about, but I mean, like are just as into it as as you or I are. I mean, they're not listening to our podcast, but they're probably you know they're talking to folks like, about I, it. I got to like level like I don't know two hundred and tapped out of Best Fiends. I asked, I'm like, what level are you on? I don't know, like eight hundred and ninety. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) So in addition to those, they also own StarCraft. Um, They also now own Tony Hawk. They own Spyro the Dragon. They own Hearthstone. They own Guitar Hero. They own Crash Bandicoot. Um, Like. Crash Bandicoot was like Sony's like mascot. For the I know, right? Time, and I find it incredibly <laughs> funny. Now that about, like, it's very strange. It'd be like if they bought like Sonic, if like Nintendo bought right? Sonic, and was like, sorry, it's so weird. Um, but this also means that when this all goes through, they will own Treyarch, they will own Raven, they'll own two stu- studios Jesus. that I've never heard of, High Moon and Beanox. Um, they'll own Sledgehammer Games, they'll own Infinity Ward, they'll own Demonware, and they'll, they'll own Toys for Bob. And like Toys for Bob, I cannot remember what they make, but I know that they've made some interesting things. <laughs> um, what has Toys for Bob made? Games. Toys for Bob makes... Oh, Crash. That's why I've heard of them. <laughs> and Warzone, Call of Duty. You know, small things. Spire of the Dragon, Skylanders. You know, they own Skylanders. <laughs> you know, I mean, not that that's like doing a lot these days, but like when you really get into... Bring it back. Bring well, I think the thing is, is it doesn't matter if they want to do toys for... What, what are those called? Games for toys. I, there's uh, a toys name to for life. it. But toys to life. Yeah. Toys to life. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they want to do toys to life. They now own the Skylanders IP. So there's a bunch of movies made off of that. There's a bunch of, you know, TV shows made after that. But also at any time they wanted to, they could now make another Skylanders game with toys or without toys, you know. 
Um, yeah. A lot of these kind of things, acquisitions are about the IP you buy. And think about every game that act. I mean, it means they own weird things, probably like Mech Warrior. You know, um, think about all the stuff that Blizzard and Activision have done over the years, and all of the things their subsidiaries have done over the years. Are we going to get a new Rock and Roll Racing? Right. I mean, no, but. I mean, it's crazy what they're purchasing with this. Um, but even more so, the way I look at this is a, a lot of people immediately said like, oh, well, that's all these games are immediately going to be uh, Xbox exclusive now. And I, I don't think that's true. Um, some of these games will be Xbox exclusives. Oh, yeah. Uh, Call of Duty will probably never... But, but what a flex it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they're just like, oh yeah, Call of Duty? That's Xbox only, only Xbox. right now. Like, I, I like, I don't think it will happen. But you kind of want it to. Yeah. But it would just be like, I, I they could. And I, I don't think they will. But what will happen is you're going to have the choice now between paying... 10 or 15 bucks a month for Game Pass and getting Call of Duty for free every single year. Or you can pay $70 for it on your PlayStation. Um, You know, those are the choices you're going to have to be making. Do you want to play? I mean, like Diablo 4 absolutely could be a console exclusive. Um, All of these games, though, are going to come to Game Pass day and date. Like, all of a sudden, you're going to be start seeing three or four AAA games being released on Game Pass every month. Um it's 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 what this that is the reason this acquisition was made. But the 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 thing that could happen um is even if they don't take anything away from Xbox or, or from PlayStation, why why would you choose PlayStation's only when you think about PlayStation marketing, think about PlayStation marketing for the last four or five years. Think to any fanboy you've talked to who said, well, I only buy PlayStation because of X. The X is first-party games that are exclusive to the PlayStation platform. So all of a sudden having five, six of those doesn't seem that impressive when your competitor owns 30 video game studios that are putting out some of the best-selling games that are released every single year. All of a sudden... Uncharted doesn't seem as exciting as being able to get, you know, Diablo 4 and Call of Duty and, you know, all these things. Rocket Roll Racing Roll 2. Racing 2 um, Guitar Hero 7. You know, for free. Like, this could... This could... So they own Harmonix, right? They do, I believe. What did Harmonix just buy? They just bought something interesting. Yeah, they did. I don't remember what it was, but it was something interesting. It was another company that ended with it. Yeah, I remember that. Like the the breadth of what this could do to PlayStation, um, like I mean, how does PlayStation pivot on our only marketing has been our exclusives for five years? To oh, you know, exclusives aren't really that important. You know, I mean, what what do you do when when that's all you've done? Um, I and and I mean, I think the other thing to really think about is is this isn't like a flex in just like, hey, look what we did. It's a flex that Sony can't match. Um, Microsoft, I, I, we've been saying this for three or four years. Microsoft's market cap is over a trillion dollars. Like they have they have so much money, they don't know what to do with it, obviously. Um, Sony is worth about 150, 
$150 billion, which is not an only $150 billion, but you can't put up half of your total company's net worth to buy Blizzard Activision when you only have $150 billion. Like, you just, there's no way Sony can, there's no way Sony can match this. There's no way they can, I mean, what are they going to, what are they, what could they buy that would put them even in the same area as this? Um, I, like I'm not. I don't think this is a prediction, but I think there is a very real chance that Sony could become a software vendor in the future. Like they, they very easily could become a Sega, where they don't make hardware anymore. Because why would you? Like what's what's in it for them to make hardware when they can't compete with a company that has thirty internal studios and gives all of their software away? Um, like they could easily become. You just sorry. Yeah, you can buy Uncharted on the Xbox now. Um, and I, I don't think that's a good thing necessarily. Like, I think the competition's no. good, but like I've said it a million times, Xbox is only not competing because they don't want to. Um, they don't have to, you know. I think when your competitor could literally just buy mm-hmm. you outright, <laughs> just like, outright. I mean, absolutely uh-huh. could. Um. So it's not Harmonix because Harmonix is owned by Epic. Uh, yeah. Is it? Is it the other one? So Rock Band is made by one, and Harmonix made Guitar Hero. Yeah. Who makes Rock Band? Um. Oh no, Rock Band was made by Harmonix. Okay, they own NeverSoft, so Epic bought that Harmonix from NeverSoft, but NeverSoft now is owned by Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft. Is it? Is NeverSoft That's still owned by? By uh, Activision? Uh, Yep, apparent is Activision. (laughs) It's so crazy. (laughs) I just, I mean, we have no idea what this is going to look like six months from now, but this this literally is a big enough deal that it could change the face of gaming forever. To the video game world, like when Disney bought Fox. Yeah, maybe even bigger than that. Um. This is probably like Disney buying. This is probably the equivalent of Disney buying Star Wars, Marvel, and Fox. You know, um, yeah. it it consolidates the industry. And, and like again, like I'm not. It's not. It's good. not good. <laughs> um, I mean, though, though everyone like I don't know. There was a lot of you know, like, well, this isn't good. It's just a, a giant company buying smaller companies. I'm like, yeah, but like Activision isn't like a mom and pop no. store that we're like worried about. Like this is this is already a giant, yeah. you know, company. I, the the only reason I think it's I mean the the negative of it is is that it it does create a monopoly. In well, maybe not a monopoly, but a there's there's a word for that, and I I, I learned it in one of my business classes. I don't remember what it is anymore, but it's essentially when a, a number of like any a percentage of the industry is owned by like five or six big companies. Um, like it. Oh, that's called America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that is, and that's literally it. It's like cereal is one of those, like where um, you know yeah. 80, 90 percent of cereal is made by four or five companies. Um, and and that's where we're getting to in the video game industry where, you know, it's things are just getting swallowed up and swallowed up and swallowed up. And the indie games don't really aren't, aren't that big of a piece of that pie. Um, and so, like, that's not good. And I think Microsoft has in the past shown, too, that they are willing to flex monopoly powers in not super positive ways. Um, but that being said, like, has gaming 
ever been easier? Has has your access to games ever been better than what Microsoft's given you over the last four or five years? Even even you know we were talking today, like Game Pass, the price of Game Pass goes up. Like there's no way that the price of Game Pass doesn't go up, even if it goes up slowly. But I mean, Game Pass is worth twenty bucks a month. Game Pass might be worth more than twenty bucks a month. Um, you know. I, Especially when you add, like I said, I mean, think about how many first-party AAA games you could be getting monthly with this merger. Like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And and even more so, like, I think the thing that excites me about this is, like, so there was a, micro, a Microsoft reward thing today that was like, hey, go look at Diablo 2. And I'm like, okay, like, I'll get five, you know, Microsoft points for looking at Diablo 2, even though it's a game I know. And it popped it up. It's like, it's $40. I'm like, I am not going to pay $40 to play Diablo 2. But guess what I'm going to be doing in six months? Yeah. You know, it, it's like I never played Tony Hawk 1 and 2 because I was like, I don't know if I want to pay 40 bucks to play a Tony Hawk game that I played a while ago, even though it sounds fun. But like, I know I'm not going to play a lot of it. But guess what? I'm going to be playing on Game Pass in six months. Um, you know, it's all of those things. I, I've looked at the old Call of Duties and thought like, man, I'd really like to play Modern Warfare, but I don't want to go get my disc. Yeah. And why is it still $40? Yeah. And Guess what you're going to be doing in six months on Game Pass, you know? I mean, Game Pass right now is probably 300 games. Because um, even though they're like 100 plus games, like it hovers at like three to 350. Um, this could add another 100, 150 games on top of that. Like, I mean, that's crazy, absolutely crazy. So um, the one other thing I will say about this is it is being pretty widely reported that as soon as this goes through, Bobby Kotick is out at Activision, um, which is good because he's a they bought it. <laughs> he's a giant him. bag of you know what. Um, I think you mean star of Moneyball, Bobby Kotick. <laughs> I probably mean allegedly is a giant bag of shit too, but I, I think that the jury's not really out on that one any longer. Um, my guess is, is that Mikey Barra... He's a public figure. I don't think he can super Perfect, level. perfect. My guess is that Mikey Barra, who spent lawyer. like 20 years working at Microsoft and is currently president of Activision, or no, I'm sorry, president of Blizzard... He's president of one of those two places. Will become CEO of Activision Blizzard after they they kick Bobby Kotick to the curb. I could be wrong, but that that would make a lot of sense, um, especially because Microsoft's um, kind of mo in these situations is they allow the companies to operate um, kind of autonomously. Like obviously they still have you know they still give them money and they still have a lot of control over the final output, but they do allow them to kind of work as independent companies to some degree. Um, how, what better way to allow a company to work independently than to have a guy who worked for your company for 20 years as CEO? So, I and Mikey Barra seems like a pretty good guy. So, we'll see. Um, and I mean, hopefully, Microsoft can help make Activision Blizzard less of a dumpster fire. Um, it is kind of interesting to buy a company that is currently being, you know, like sued by two different people, and currently two of your studio's QA divisions are on strike. But we'll see. We'll see how that that kind of pans out. I would say that might be the best time to buy it. That's what I was thinking. I would love, 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 love to know how long this negotiation is going on. I mean, you've got to think that a $70 billion acquisition probably doesn't take like, what, two or three weeks maybe, I assume. <laughs> hey, can we buy you? Yeah, sure. I don't it does, it does okay. kind of make you uh, understand why when 
people are asking uh, Phil Spencer, like, hey, Phil, like, what do you think about this whole Activision Blizzard, you know, kerfluffle? And he's like, yeah, I mean, it's not great. And sure, it's changed some things in how we interact with them, sort of. And they're like, what do you mean by that? He's like, no comment, really. Uh, <laughs> it makes those statements make a little bit more sense. So, You know what it sounds like to me? Mm-mm. When you get a significant other and people kind of like, why? And you're like... I think I can change them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think Microsoft can do much worse than Activision Blizzard was doing on their own. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll get a little bit better there. But either way, I'm very, I I am wary about what consolidation at this level means to the gaming industry. Uh, But I'm very, very interested to see how this shakes out. So I'm sure this is not... um, I'm sure this isn't the last time we'll be talking about uh, what's going on at Activision Blizzard. Um, maybe maybe in a more positive light going forward, though? Who, who knows? Um, all right, next up. Uh, <laughs> we got a bunch of PlayStation news, <laughs> which is kind of weird because this was, like I said before, I was like, hey, some of this is kind of a, a big-ish deal. And like, now I'm like, nah. Is, is this like when Farrah Fawcett died and was followed directly by Michael uh-huh. Jackson? Yeah. Wait, Farrah Fawcett, Fawcett's dead? Farrah Fawcett. Uh-huh. You know what? You know why you didn't <laughs> know Michael that, Cliff? Jackson. Because Michael Jackson died the same day. <laughs> Poor Farrah Fawcett. That's too bad. No, I, I didn't. I did not realize that, but I did remember that Michael Jackson yeah. was dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> so apparently, several PlayStation Three games have been spotted on the uh, PlayStation Five store, which caused people to speculate that maybe Sony was reconsidering their stance on backwards compatibility. Um, which is good. I think, I mean, like, that is ultimately very, very, very good news. It is unconfirmed at this time, um, but a number of games showed up that way without prices, I believe, which is, um, oh, no, they, they, they yeah, I'm sorry, each had their own individual purchase price, which is something that does not happen when, like, something gets featured in PlayStation Now. Um, so it 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 is rumored, um, along with a, a patent that uh, engineer at Sony um filed for that would have allowed for uh, emulating the like notoriously complicated PlayStation 3 processors and allow uh, that to exist on new hardware. So, I mean, not a game changer at all. And I mean, although one of them is Dead or Alive 5, which I believe Dylan is a big fan of. So, uh, you know, that, that would be... I'm a firm believer that I should be able to play games that I used to be able to play on old systems on new ones. Um, again, something that I think Microsoft has been very, very good at championing. Championing over championing. Microsoft says it's good, and and I agree. So I, I think it'll be fantastic if it actually happens. Although I probably will not be buying Dead or Alive Five for my PlayStation Five. That that doesn't seem like something I would do. But you know, I, I think it would be cool if it happened. Um, what else is PlayStation up to? Uh, so God of War released on, uh, PC last week, I believe, um, to kind of good reviews. Like apparently it, it plays really well. It actually plays better on the PC than it does on, um, a PS5, which is great. Um, if you have a beefy PC, I guess, um, and according to Corey Balrog, who is the kind of like director of God of War, the reason that you're starting to see more games on, uh, more Sony first-party games on PC is not because Sony was like, dude, you know, this is just a good business decision. It was because 
uh, heads of studios just wouldn't shut up about it. They kept saying, like, my God, why are our games on PC? People want to play them. Um, and I thought that was a very a very odd thing. Corey Balrock says, I think it was the collective of studios all over saying, this is a really good idea. We should be looking into this. Eventually, I think it reached that tipping point when we had sent so many suggestion box suggestions that they were like, I'm tired of hearing all this. Fine, we'll do it. It's a process. We're still figuring it out as a company and individual studios how to do this and what the process and strategy will be. But I, to me, I mean, can Sony exist in a world anymore where they're not putting their games out on PC? Like, do they just look stupid when they don't? Probably. I uh, I just don't, I don't see how they can not, especially, I mean, especially in light of today. Like, can you, can you, can you, can PlayStation continue on as a, as a, as a system if they are just going to be like, I don't know, just build a big walled garden around our console and hope no one notices. Like, I don't think they can do that. Well, I think now they're kind of in, I mean, I think... In general, it's kind of a rock and a hard yeah. place because one of their big things is we're console uh-huh. exclusives. And if you put them out on PC, it's no longer an exclusive, despite the fact that I think that's oh, so stupid. stupid. Um, but you 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 know you don't have that like weird you know exclusiveness. But <laughs> you also don't have the revenue. Uh-huh. That those bring in, so it's you know the meme of the two uh-huh. buttons, like money or like we have confidence. I tell you, exclusives. like I would guess you will never hear an official line from PlayStation. Like, give them two months, to, like filter that stuff out. But I, I don't think they're going to be playing real hard on their like exclusives any longer um, when that's not a selling point any longer. So I mean. They've got some great games. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the, the their first party exclusives are very good. Not very my good. not my cup of tea for the most part, but people love them and spend a lot of money buying them. But when you're limited to the number of consoles you've sold in order to, uh, you know, push those exclusives forwards, and it's really, really, really hard to sell consoles right now, doesn't seem like a good business choice. Um, in that uh, that same vein, um, apparently. PlayStation strategy for the fact that they can't build enough PlayStation 5s in order to actually satisfy demand even remotely is they're just going to build more PlayStation 4s. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> apparently, uh, they Why had, wouldn't you build more PlayStation 5s? <laughs> I think it's because they use different parts, like essentially different chipsets and stuff. So they have the stuff to build PlayStation 4s and they don't have the stuff to build PlayStation 5s. Um, they planned on discontinuing the PlayStation but, 4 in 2021. And apparently they've planned to not do that so much. They're adding roughly a million PS4s to their orders because they just can't get enough PlayStation 5s out. I will say, if you really want a PlayStation 5, like just wait. Don't buy a just PlayStation wait. Four. <laughs> like that was. That would it just doesn't be get you stupid. any closer to your goal. <laughs> um, they're 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 saying that it is a budget friendly alternative to PlayStation Five, and they're 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 right, I guess. I mean, part of that's true because with the idea that like games aren't necessarily tied to only one system anymore, except that's not necessarily true either. Because yeah. like I can't play Ratchet and Clank on my PS Four, so right. I don't know. And I think that's less true. It seems like this is less true for PlayStation than Xbox, where you could get yep. an Xbox and actually play all the new games. Yep. And well, and I mean, I can do that. And now that you can stream game uh, games directly to your Xbox, that means that right. if you have an Xbox One, One S, 
you can play them essentially on a Series X because the Game Pass streaming stuff is done from a Series X. So you you probably aren't going to get the advantages necessarily of like perfect graphics because, I mean, you know, it's not perfect. But you do get the loading times. You do get a lot of those advantages. So I don't know. Um, apparently, there's also... Who hasn't already bought a PS4 that's waiting for a <laughs> PS5 is my that's, question. Yeah, like, are there a lot of... Are there a lot of people jumping in on their first console and they're like, well, I can't get it, so I guess I'll, I'll do just this one. Not... Yeah. I would guess some of these people are people that have one and it broke. Um, you know, yeah. the, 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 if they, they can get something. I mean, not that that's a million people, but um, it, some of it is probably dumb. Well, let's not, I won't say dumb. Uneducated parents who are like, my kid wanted a PS5, but they don't have any of those, so I'll get him a PS4, and that'll be good enough. Um, spoilers. <laughs> it's the, the, the asylum films. Uh, uh, of... yeah, exactly. It's it's when you, uh, when you think you're... Oh, you wanted to see Paranormal Entity, uh, right? What's that? Is, is are they, Asylum's not the one that does all the uh, the like Pixar knockoffs too, are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but no, yeah. they they did snakes uh-huh. on a train. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. They're also saying that it gives them extra negotiating room with their manufacturers. My guess is if you tell your manufacturers like, yeah. hey, there's nothing to manufacture, it's really hard to pressure them to do anything else. But if you give them throw them a bone of getting to make another million PlayStation fours, like, I guess you get a little extra something something so i don't know uh anyway back to activision blizzard um this is the bad news portion of the activision blizzard stuff apparently bobby kotick has um has known that almost 40 people uh 37 employees have either been fired from activision blizzard for uh investigations into sexual harassment and other harassment that's gone on there uh or have left like because they knew it was coming and didn't want to, uh, like, had a press release, you know, kind of saying this. And then they, they didn't want to push it out before Christmas because it might make it look bad. And at this point in time, how much worse could it look? Like, I mean, th- does anyone look at Activision Blizzard and go, oh, you know, I, I think it's probably fine. Like, it's probably all overblown. Um, anyway, that, that's enough about that. It, it'll be fine. Uh, Humble Bundle, like we talked about, they're shifting the the Humble Choice subscription. So Humble Choice, I subscribed to it for a number of years. It's a, you know, for a while it was you pay X amount of money and you just get X amount of games every month. Um, And then they changed it over to kind of a, a new one where you could pay various amounts of money and get various amounts of games. So like at their lowest price point, maybe you could choose four or five. Their highest price point, which is like 20 bucks a month, you could choose 12, I think. Um... And and now they're they're flipping it away from that over to a, a subscription service that actually sounds like it might be kind of Game Pass esque where you'll get access to their like they have a humble trove which is like a, a bunch of uh, mostly older games I think um, and some of their like kind of first party humble bundle games uh, like published by, by humble you'll get access to that and then you'll also get access to a newer bunch of games uh, in a kind of an X in sort of a Game Pass-esh sort of way. And then uh, uh, like three or four games every month to add to that um, like you do normally. It it sounds actually very complicated and convoluted and I don't know if it's smart. Um, But the biggest... I don't like it. Right? Yeah, it seems weird to me. Um, Partially because it's just... I have too many games at this point. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the, The weird choice they're making though 
is that um, you're going to have to get a new launcher for this um, in order to access these games, and it's not available on Mac or Linux. So if you bought a game through through them, you'll still be able to download it. If you've gotten them previously, you'll still be able to download it. But through the new one, none of these games will be Mac or Linux compatible, which is only interesting because for the longest time, um, that was actually a requirement to be in the Humble Bundles, is you had to run on Mac and Linux. Um, I don't know, Humble's, Humble's changed a lot since they were acquired by IGN, and I think this is just another, like... I don't want to say, oh, sweet, there's a car alarm going offside. I hope it's not mine. Um, I think this is just another kind of... Uh, I spade. He's such a good dog. Um, I think it's a, just kind of another change that, that they're bringing about that I don't necessarily agree with. So, I don't know. We'll see. It. I, I'm actually currently subscribing to Humble Choice because they had a really good deal and a couple games that I really wanted, and I got a good deal for like three months, but I paused it for this month. So we'll see. We'll see if I keep doing it next month. But you're right, Dylan. I have absolutely too many games already. Just, just too many, too many games. But I don't know. Every time I think like, man, I have too many PC games, and I'm like, man, but I'm getting a Steam Deck in like a couple months. I'll finally be able to play my backlog of like four thousand video games. So right. I don't know. Let me know when you finish that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll be on my deathbed, like just one more game. One more. Uh, just remember, you can't play. You just can't play uh, Blu-rays on your new computer. But nobody cares, I guess. Uh, finally, Riot Games is offering uh, resignation bonuses. So this is this is not Riot's not the first company to do this. Um, I think Amazon does it like once a year. I've heard where you can just like they'll give you some money to go away. Essentially, what it is is they don't want people. They don't want people that <coughs> don't want to work there working there. So it's easier just right. to pay them some money and give away. But the difference is, is Riot will pay you, I think, a quarter of your salary. Um, and all you have to do is quit. Like, they're like, just just quit and we'll give you a quarter of their salary. Um, the, which is interesting, I guess. And, and this isn't newsworthy. But I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to put forth um, a thing into the universe. So when it happens, um, we can say, like, aha, you heard it here first. And that is, is that somebody... That works at Riot. Um, a, a lot of the reason they're offering this is because is Riot has like this five, new five-year plan to like reduce harassment and reduce all the horrible things that are going on at Riot. Um, someone is going to come out and say, I quit Riot and took this thing because Wyatt, Riot is too woke now. Um, and I, I just want to, I want you and and then start a Patreon immediately. Um, I just want, I want to say it here first that when that happens... I called you it. Called it's it. gonna happen. I guarantee you. Is there's there's some like I just can't get along with this new woke bullshit at uh, at Riot Games, and and so I took my twenty five percent of my salary and left, and then they'll like tour on the right wing grifter circuit for a little bit and have dinner with that dude that shot all those people, and we call it good. Anyway, you heard it here first. Uh, Dylan, help me out. Actually, you can't help me out because Vinny didn't give me a question. I don't know. Pick someone who gave a question and make up an accent for him, I guess. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that Triple Trouble's accent? <laughs> 
I guess. I don't He's my kid, and that actually did not not sound like him. So, so yeah, we'll let that go. Uh, <laughs> Triple Trouble says, what made-up word would you incorporate into the English language if you could? Do you have a good made-up word that you use? Um, most of mine are curse words, so I cannot say them on this podcast. I'm trying. I know there's probably something I say that's not a word, and I don't. I I read this and I'm like I'm trying to I've been trying to think about it and I can't. So I will tell you, my family's weird. Uh, I mean, you've met Colby, like hey. he's super weird. But like Colby and I are the normal ones in our family. Like you 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 get my parents are weird, but like you get out into like my extended family, like stuff gets strange. Um, but that being said, my. I, and I don't know like the 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 like how this happened. My parents or my mom, I guess, my mom and her sister made up a word um and it, I mean it's a real word too, but uh they they use it a different um uh, like a different context. context and that's it's phase like spelled like you know like phase p h a z e but I think I think in See, I always F-A-Z-E, it was yeah, and I assume it is, but it's it's said like that. And and it kind of means like weird and a quirky way like you know it's 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 a it's an adjective that means like that thing's kind of strange and and weird and quirky um and and like often applied to people like kids act phase and and my mom and her sister have like been trying to make it a thing since i was born practically and and as a kid i was like oh yeah word and as an adult i'm like no this is dumb and no one knows what it means so maybe that's a word i would like to have like but because it's just been used all of our life. You'll use it and people will be like, what are you talking about? So what I'm saying here is don't make up words and try and incorporate them in the English language. It's a bad idea. And it'll just make you weird as a kid. Like, I mean, that's the, that's, that's the, that's the (laughs) word. That's the worst part about it is people thought I was phase because I used the word phase. It's, it's dumb. Don't do that. Don't do that. I definitely do get very annoyed when all the new, whatever word of the month that, I don't know. Whatever the kids decide that is I, the new thing they say. I'm like, why? I I used to get annoyed by that, Dylan. Um, yeah. Dylan and I had a, a former coworker who was like uh, quite a bit older than I was. I mean, she's like five or eight years older than I am. She's like in her early 50s now and used to like speak as if she was a like 20-year-old young millennial. Right. Probably not even a millennial. She probably went to lit. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what are, what are, yeah, but I'm old, so I, I think the that The parties way. she went to were Gen probably Z. lit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, totes. She used totes a lot. Yeah. And, and it used to annoy me a lot. And then I just started using all those words like incredibly non-ironically, and it's fine. Like, oh, it, yeah. it works better now. I, I, I say all sorts of stupid shit, and it, it works great. So... Yeah, it, it's fine. It's it's absolutely fine. Although the other day, I sent it to my kid too, and he laughed. I said, I found this like how to find out what the youth of today is saying. It, like you know, very much a dictionary of like what does yeet mean. Um, and most of them were, first of all, very wrong, and second of all, were just like badly. Like one of them was a parent hey i listened to oprah today and now i'm woke and the kid was like i am so proud that you're woke now dad it's woke that you're woke and i'm like first of all oprah never made anyone woke um <laughs> second of all possibly yeah, the opposite, no kid has right? ever said like i think it's dope that you're woke dad no no anyway so my kid um caught uh, a shiny mm. pokemon 
and um i wish i had it on video because like you would get the same reaction if like i just found out that microsoft gave me 68 billion dollars <laughs> but she kept yelling that's sick <laughs> and good kid like just over and over again like that's sick and finally i'm like do you know what that means she's like no <laughs> and, but you used it in context correctly so she you're she right. saw that is sick a a YouTuber <laughs> catch a shiny Pokemon and say, that's sick. And so she just assumed. So I was walking through Disney World like, oh, this is probably a month ago. And there was some dude with an iPhone on like a gimbal walking through Hollywood Studios and literally like, all right, fam, we're almost at 200 likes. If you can just pound that like button, we're going to get to 200 likes during this live stream. And I was like, oh my God, I've said that exact thing out loud making fun of people. I didn't actually think people said that and it just walked right past me. I'm like, no. Oh, it's real. It's out there. It was so bad. My my kid used to occasionally end sentences with like and subscribe. And I'm like, oh, I'm a bad parent. That's real funny. I think you're a fine parent, Colby. I've I've met your kid. She seems very normal and well-adjusted for... 80% of the time. Um, But I mean, as a parent, can you hope for anything more than slightly normal some of the time i mean like it's youtube i should just be glad she's watching like you know uh pokemon videos things and not like she's like dad we need to talk about western civilization (laughs) your kid's just saying the 14 words you're like oh no (laughs) dad what does blood and soil mean i'm like oh god Thought we'd wait until we were at least seven for this conversation. <laughs> All right, Princess Megan says some PS3 games have now been released for PS5. Maybe, um, are you excited to re-experience any of these games? Also, if you could bring back any game from a previous generation, updated with all the bells and whistles, which games would you choose? So, do you want me to tell you first of all um, which games might be coming? Yes, Dead or Alive, Dead or Alive 5? Five was one of them. Let's see, I have a, I have a picture of it here. I think, um, I think they were all Dead or Alive actually. <laughs> uh, Dead or Alive 5 last round, Dead or Alive 6, Dead or Alive 6 core fighters. <laughs> no, there, there had to be other ones. I, I Maybe I do not have a list. I apologize. Is there any PS3 game that you would want to uh, play? Oh, I, 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 just, so I apologize. I do. Bejeweled, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, and Two Thrones, um, and some Dead or Alive games. So, Any, any PS3 games that you... You would like to play think. like PS3 only? I don't think so. <laughs> I just there's I could make a very short list. I of old games that I would replay. Replay, yeah. Um, and um, one of them's Grand Theft Auto, and they just did that. Yeah, so, so you're good. It's like. I right. I had um, Angry Birds on my PlayStation Three. Like it sounds really stupid, but I really enjoyed Angry Birds on my PlayStation Three. Like it was it was bigger and it like played pretty well with the the like thumbsticks. Um, it was it was a fun way to play Angry Birds. So I don't know if I I want to play the first Angry Birds on a, a modern hardware, but I would not mind a game like like I think you could make a cool Angry Birds esque game. Um, I mean, like we were talking the other day, like there's no reason that uh, that uh, golf story, what's the name of that game called? Wasteland Golf, Golf Wasteland, couldn't yeah. have used like an Angry Birds kind of mechanic to, to tell its story. I really, yeah. really liked, I, I don't know, I've always liked Angry Birds. I thought it was a fun game. So so maybe that. I want 3D Angry Birds. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. I want I want that burrito. I don't game. really know what it is, I, but I don't, that's all right. I just want it. Uh, I, I can't. 
I don't know if there's any so, PS3 games actually that I want though. So I'm looking at PS3 exclusive games, and the only ones that I'm like, I guess I would play that have literally already been remastered. Like Shadow of the Colossus has been remastered, yeah. and I didn't play it. Right. Um. So one I, weekend, I Colby would, and I built. I mean, if we're just going Kill Zone, that was all right. It wasn't great, but it was the okay. first Kill Zone yeah. was cool. But that was PlayStation Two. Yeah, I think we played Kill Zone two or three. It was fine. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I would like to to bring back Bully with some updated graphics and bells and whistles because I really like Bully. Yeah. Uh, I just read somewhere that they were going two, to do yeah, Bully too. Right, I read scrapped, that too. Yeah. It was kind of sad. Uh, kind of in a related uh, question, actually, Monotone Screaming says, "Do you think remastered games are necessary, or do you think it would be better to make sequels to games?" It's actually a pretty good question. It is a good question. Yeah, I, I certain old games really should get a remaster for the just the sake of living into the future. Yeah, I, I agree with that from like a game preservation, even though it's not exactly the same. Um, yeah. And I, I love when they they take a game and don't go too crazy with it, but also like modernize the controls and give you like right. modern quality of life things like gaming. In the yeah. 80s and 90s is so different than gaming today. I don't want to grind anymore. I don't, you know, like better save game systems, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I like when like old Nintendo games have like the rewind feature because I'm old now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think that they have a place. Um, and I think, I guess the question is, if I had to choose, would I rather have a remastered game or a sequel to a game? Like that's a really hard choice because sequels are often very bad. I mean, sometimes right. sequels are great. I ever, but I don't think I ever really want a sequel. I don't want a sequel. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean the sequel can't be good. Um, but I think oftentimes I'd rather have a new interesting game than a sequel. I actually have. Even that wasn't the question, but no, I think that's fair though. I think I would actually rather have. Um, like, I'm a big fan of putting another game in the same world as your game um, and not necessarily being a direct... Like, I really right. enjoyed uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Had nothing to do with Shepard, really, or any of that stuff. Took place, you know, completely different timelines than any of that. But I like that world. Um, and and I agree with that, too. That's exactly what I would and I th- rather have. Yeah, and I think it comes with less expectations. Like, it, it's not like... Yeah, it's you're Star not comparing Wars. one and two and, you know, whatever. It's right. it's like... Well, Commander Shepard had a good arc, so don't screw it up with a fourth game. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, um, but that world's still cool, and we can well, it, either explore a B character or a different part in the timeline earlier, later. And you've done the work to set the story. You know, you've, you've created the world. You've created, um, you know, the timeline. You've created all that stuff. So it, you definitely save yourself some work um but I, like i said i mean for every red dead redemption 2 i think there's like a bad sequel i can't think of a bad sequel offhand but you know what i mean um but on the flip side like i thought saints Row 4 was dope so i i don't know i <laughs> and it was just essentially a ripped off version of saints Row 3 like you know right. well well here we go we've got mass effect that is a remake there you go fair enough I think there's, there's room, room for, for both. both. Absolutely. Right. I would like to see studios be 
less precious with their remakes to be frank like i i think you could i think you could remake a lot more games if they just go like hey third party porting studios could you like right like the fact that we're still waiting for red dead redemption 1 remastered is ridiculous like that's just stupid why hasn't someone been able to do that yet so um that's that's what i think about that uh, Mansox, Colby, this question is for you. Mansox wants to know why oh, he should play Anvil. Because it's great. I already Next told question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So the reasons you should play Anvil is because it's great. Um, also, I downloaded it. Yeah. Next. It's question. on Game Pass. It has cross-play, so you on your Xbox can play with your friends on the PC. And so, like, you can both get it for free. You know, one of you can play it on Xbox Game Pass. One of you can get it on Game Pass or PC. You can play together. Um, It's a three-player game, so according to the internet, you can. I don't know if you. I I don't know how you would invite someone on like. Steam. Uh, well, I don't know about Steam. Um, it might just be. But, oh, okay. Uh, Xbox. On yeah, PC, I I don't know. It said that it was. Oh, okay. I don't I don't know if it is or not. So, but I I think you I definitely know. could go Xbox Game Pass to PC Game Pass to PC um, Game Pass. It has. I think sense. the runs are very fun, and you can you can like every run you do makes it feel like you're advancing something. Um, and you can play it with three or two, or two of your friends. So, well, I guess one of your friends for a while, and then two of your friends. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's weird. First. No. Um, plus, it's really good. That might change. They're adding in oh, difficulty levels, and so I don't know if that will change. If it might only be yeah. on the third galaxy. I'm not it's, really sure. It's shockingly fun too. Like I'm, I'm constantly surprised about how much I like a weird. Roguelite, so good stuff. Uh, Rich, yeah, it's great. I it's great. Said yeah, that. He's right. He did. He did. It was very succinct. I like that. Uh, Rich wants to say, what's more satisfying? I thought this was a really good question. Beating a single player game alone or a multiplayer game with teammates? Um, is that PvP multiplayer? <sighs> I think for for this question, you'll assume that you're playing. It, it says with teammates, so let's assume that you're doing something um, either co-opy or like, hey, you're all on the same team in Back for Blood or you know TFC or something. The problem is, is ninety nine percent of the time my teammate is you, and I'm just having uh, that is you, <laughs> and so I'm mostly just frustrated. Absolutely true. I I so. will not dispute any of that. Um, I will say probably some of my biggest like screaming out loud shouting moments have been uh, multiplayer. Like, I mean, I think it just lends itself oh, to that. Yeah. I mean, like we were saying earlier, like come from behind victories are always going to be the most satisfying. Yeah. And, and like the having someone with you there when you do it doing cool. I mean, that too. Colby yeah. and I will talk about like what a terrible game. Like it's such a bad game. Um, army of two is but like <laughs> like that game is not good we just massacred a village yeah, it, it's bumping. it was it was not a good game but it was a heck of a good time to play together you know like uh let's put down this car door yeah, and head to the hague uh i think that the the fun parts of playing together online can make a mediocre game way better and i've had some really really good times playing games with other people but at the same time like sometimes finishing a 
not a challenging, but just, I mean, like when I finished, when I finished stories untold, like I literally just like sat there for a second and just went like, huh? Wow. You know, like I think that a single player game allows you to be more introspective. It allows you like stories in multiplayer games, like very, very quickly. Like I played a lot of destiny. I do not know what the story of that game is. The fact that anyone knows what the story of destiny is, is just shocking to me. Um, you know, I, I remember there was Cade and he died. That's like, that's what I remember. Um, and so I think like a, a single player game lets you get way deeper into that game and, and appreciate it on a different level. So, I mean, the answer is of course both, but I, I think in a completely different ways. So oh, what do you guys think? Yep. It's always fun beating multiplayer games, single player. That is true. <laughs> that is definitely true. I like carrying my team of strangers the most really <laughs> no i did that last that's, night that's mostly a joke but there is some satisfaction in that when your teams i don't know i know i would not say it's the most satisfying. no i think actually working together to like i said before come from behind yeah specifically is even more satisfactory but just Working as a team and being successful is very satisfying. Every once um, in a while, and like I, I hate to go back to Rocket League, but so much of my like co-op or competitive, you know, stuff is Rocket League based, just because I played it forever, and it was it was kind of the one game I ever played that was like that. Like it was really fun, like solo queuing, and then just ending up on a team with like two or three other people that you just instantly clicked with and had a really good time playing with for like four or five games because eventually you'd get randomed out and it wouldn't it wouldn't work anymore but like that was a really good feeling like working you know finding a bunch of strangers that actually you did sync with was a lot of fun so i don't know uh you have any other thoughts call uh no. all right this next one's for colby and me i believe because i don't think dylan's played either of these games uh, but let me know if I'm wrong, Dylan. Um, Prime fan says, "What's more satisfying, playing Mud Runner or Wreckfest?" Um, I played Wreckfest and didn't really and like that's it. That's where you're wrong. Did you play it by yourself? Yeah, that's probably the problem. Yeah. Wreckfest is best when played with others. It's uh, it's definitely a game that is more fun when you are wrecking people you know. Like you see the person you know coming out and you you do a head on collision even though you know it is going to kill you. It's still worth it because it also kills them some of the time. So uh, yeah, no, I I played it a little bit and just could not yeah. really Yeah, Mudrunner is is a very interesting game, but man, that is a slow burn. Like <laughs> you have to Snowrunner yeah, really well, you really have to be different. patient for either of those games. I'm not. I'm not sure they were for me, but I enjoyed the like two or three hours I played it. So, uh, Wreckfest was was probably better for oh. me. How many Too hours many. Uh, Joe Colsaw says I'm going through a transition in my life that I did not see coming so soon. Besides moving out, what video games come to mind when you hear starting from scratch for something uh, for you know starting anew? So what's a what's a good starting over game like like what? Yeah, unpacked. unpacked was good. Um, I would say, um, like, Minecraft for me has always been a game where you can just anytime create a new a new biome and just go in and start playing and have a lot of fun very immediately, um, especially in creative mode, in a new place that is completely different than any place you've ever been before. So that's, that's what I'd say. How about, how about you, Dylan? Do you have any good, like, just starting from scratch games? Terraria, too. Um in the similar vein to probably Minecraft would be Dragon Quest Builders 2 specifically. Did you like Dragon Quest Builders 2? I liked it a lot. Uh, um, but 
the premise of the game is you're like taken prisoner on a ship and you escape and wash ashore on an island. So you're literally like starting over. Like, right. So, um, both from the just like building aspect, but also like the the story that is in the background is I think very suitable to that. I uh, I started that game and did not I kind of bounced off it pretty quick, and then I read that it's like yeah. seventy hours long, and bounced off it extra quick. Like yeah. I wanted to like that game, but I think I needed it to be like a quarter the length. Yeah. So I didn't. I definitely did not finish it by any means, but I really enjoy playing yeah. it, um, and I'm glad I did. Sometimes but, it's the journey, man. Um, it is, yeah, it does. It is quite a long game, and I don't know. I really enjoy the actual like building of it yeah. versus actually like the the progression through the actual game. Um, just I, I like the idea that I put a couple blocks and then a door, and it's like boop, that's a room. <laughs> like like that for whatever reason that like gives me the satisfaction, but. Um, at some point that doesn't become as important um, and it starts to have you do other things uh, and sure. then that's kind of where I like kind of tuned off and started playing something else. Fair enough. But. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Cheap free games. Uh, we got a handful of things coming in here. Uh, Epic Games is giving away called Relicta. It's a first person physics physics-based puzzle game where you need to creatively combine magnetism and gravity to unravel the secrets secrets of Chandra base, which like that game is either going to be really, really good and interesting or very, very frustrating. And you just don't know with puzzle games until you get in there. But like, I've played a lot of puzzle games I've enjoyed lately. So I'm excited to give that one a try. Uh, coming to Game Pass, uh, Game Pass luckily updated today. It was very sweet of them to tell me what's coming out. Um, stealth dropping a game called, man, this is a, this is a heck of a name. Uh, Danganronpa? Trigger Happy Havoc Anniversary Edition is uh, coming to Cloud Console and PC. You investigate murder, search for clues, and talk. Excuse me. Talk to your classmates to prepare for trial. There you'll engage in deadly word wordplay, going back and forth with suspects, dissect their statements, and fire their words back at them to expose their lies. So I, I don't know about that. Sounds all right. Uh, came out today, so that's uh, January 18th. Also coming out today is Nobody Saves the World. We talked about that last week. It is actually Nobody is the protagonist. His name is Nobody. Actually, looks good. It's by the folks that made uh, Guacamelee and Guacamelee 2, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, Death's Door, a game that Colby felt strongly enough to uh, buy Ooh. for me for uh, my birthday this year, and I've played it a bunch. It's very good. It's very hard, um, but very enjoyable. Uh, coming to Cloud Console and PC on January 20th, so check that out. You're an adorable crow with like a little lightsaber. It's good times. Um, kind of, it's probably more Souls-likey than it is Rogue-likey. Um, because you don't start over every time. It's like, uh, it's like uh, if Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past was like, yeah, kind yeah, of that's a really like. good description of it. It's good. Uh, Pepperazzi uh, comes out on the twentieth. Uh, that's the uh, like Pokemon Snap Woo. game with dogs. Looks real cute. Windjammers Two comes out on the twentieth as well. Uh, we got a couple Tom Clancy games also coming out on the twentieth. The twentieth is a big day. In case you're not picking that up, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, which is their new multiplayer. Um, get all the different Tom Clancy games into one thing and play it together to rescue folk. It's coming out on the 20th. That game actually looks pretty pretty okay. Um, and then Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege Deluxe Edition is coming out on the 20th. I think the Deluxe Edition gives you um, like extra operators and that kind of stuff. So um, I don't play that game. You like Siege a lot. 
Um, the Hitman Trilogy is also coming out on the 20th. So that's one, two, and three coming to Game Pass. <clears throat> not not for me necessarily, but people that like Hitman think those games are pretty great. So yeah, oh, I'm, so I'm just... I'm. If I could change one thing about myself as a gamer, it would be that I would be better at stealth because I'm just bad. Like, I, there's no reason I'm bad. Like, I don't know why I'm bad at stealth, but I'm I'm just bad at it. So, it doesn't work for me. But interesting. Like, if it's free, like maybe I'll maybe I'll stream one of them and see if I can if I can do anything. I hear they're great. So, and I hear they're uh, like a fun like like they get, each one of them gives you about a billion different ways you can beat each level. So that's kind of interesting. Um. Huh. Taiko no Tatsujin, the drum master? <laughs> Coming to console on PC January 27th. Uh, drum out high scores by playing along with Don and Ka in Taiko no... Why did they have to make me say the name of this game again? Taiko no ta- Tatsujin, uh, the drum master. Choose from over 70 songs and play with friends in local multiplayer mode and online ranked matches. Light your drumming spirit on fire. I am very curious how that game plays on a console. Like, if I don't have a drum set, is it just going to be hitting like A A B A A B? I, I don't. It might be Probably. Right. It could be okay. So, I don't know. It's. We'll, we'll try it out when it comes. Uh, Edge of Eternity is coming out February 10th on console. I don't know what that is, actually. I just know that it's coming. So we'll talk about more of that in February. Uh, Total War Warhammer 3 is coming out on February 17th to PC only. And then Shredders is coming out in February. That's a new snowboarding game coming to console cloud and PC. Um, it's got a lot of buzz around it. So check that out uh, sometime in February. No, no confirmed release date yet, which considering February is like 13 days from now doesn't it could be good or bad. Who knows? Uh, Humble Bundle this month if you want to go pick up Surviving Mars, which I hear is actually pretty good if you're into kind of those strategy games on, you know. Oh, have you played it? It's good. Yeah. So this is yep. the PC version, obviously. Um, for like 10 bucks, I think. Let's see. Is that right? Uh, yeah. For $10, you can get the base game and then like every expansion you could ever imagine for it. So a bunch of, bunch of Surviving Mars. Let's see. I want to make sure this is the the game. It's like a kind of like a real time strategy, or maybe turn based strategy game. I actually did play this. It's not the game I was thinking of, but yeah, it's it's not really my kind of thing. But it it wasn't a game to play. Yeah, probably probably better on PC. So pick that up there if you want to. You guys have anything else? Any thoughts, hopes, dreams before we call this a day? My cat's been on my lap this whole time. Love your cat, Dylan. My dog's been sitting next to me whining for no apparent reason. It's it's not great. I don't think you got a kid. Animals. They're they're kind of the same, really. Tell you they hit about they're eight or nine. Animals. They're pretty much the same as pets, really. Cool. There's not a lot of difference. Yeah. Anyway, we're Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. You can follow us on the social medias at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.com slash bitemepodcast. You can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. You can join our Extra Life team at bitemepodcast.com slash extra life. And you can join our Discord at bitemepodcast.com slash discord. It's full of fun and exciting people like me. Me. Dylan's there. It's it's great. You'll love it. There's there's good folk. Uh weird and wacky conversations to be had. So hang out with us there. And besides that, Dylan. 